0: Real quick, before we continue with the episode, I want to let you know that if you're a creative person who wants to share your creative gift or whatever you're passionate about with other people and create an online community, a podcast is an amazing way to do it. And you can start a podcast today with Anchor by Spotify. It's such an easy way to make a podcast. Trust me. I'm not a tech person, and I did it, so if I can do it, honey, you can too, okay? Anchor has tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer, and you can host on Anchor, and it will distribute your podcast to platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more, so you don't have to worry about, you know, uploading your podcast to all these different sites, and it's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's 100% free. So there you go. Let's go. Start your podcast, create your online community, download the Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right, without further ado, let's continue. Welcome to the Creatively by Estelle podcast. My name is Estelle F. Barry and I'm your host. I'm so, so glad that you're here. This show is all about staying creative in medical school or a grad program or professional program of any kind. You are welcome here. So let's get creative and let's get into this episode. Welcome back to the Creatively Biased Style Podcast. I'm so glad you're here as always. Today's episode was actually recorded a long time ago, um, a couple months ago. (laughs) It's been a while. I just wanted to make time to edit it and put it all together so it'd be ready. Um, So yeah, I'm ready And it's ready so i hope you're ready and i'm excited for you to meet the person i'm interviewing in this episode his name is austin sellers he is a medical student a researcher a photographer and the host of the podcast the medical creative which interviews medical professionals and students who also have like side hustles or creative side hustles creative interests things outside of medicine And so he is, and he's the definition of a medical creative as well. So we get into a lot of um, different topics and we discuss like how we got into medicine and how he manages time as a medical student and doing research and doing photography as well as his podcast. And so I think he has some really good tips and really good wisdom for us to hear and glean from and learn from as students who are also creative. So I hope you enjoy it. Without further ado, Austin Sellers. All right, so we are here with Austin Sellers. He is the host of The Medical Creative, and he's a medical student himself. And Austin, I'm so glad that you're here. How are you doing? Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm glad you reached out.
1: I uh, am a huge fan of what you're doing with your podcast. And to answer your question, I'm doing really well.
0: Good. I'm also a big fan and I have enjoyed your podcast episodes that I've I haven't been able to listen to all of them, but I love that you interview okay. physicians and you've uh, also interviewed so a student. <laughs> no, but you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. And I've learned a lot just like seeing what you're doing and listening to what you're doing. It's inspired me as a podcaster as well. So, thank you. Well, I
1: appreciate
0: it. All right. So, let's get into the interview. I want to start out with you and like your path to where you are now in medical school how did you choose the school that you're in now and like i know that could be a, that's kind of like a long it's a long story because could, you could start from like when you were first like when you're a child and you're first introduced to med to the medical field but however you want to take it however deep you want to take it just i was going to say that's a very low question, yeah. <laughs> and i think that my path um
1: is very Unique. I know everyone Mm -hmm. has their own way to get here, but for me, I started out, um, did my undergraduate work at the University of Florida, and then decided to take a year off working for a fraternity. Actually, I was a recruiter, traveled around the country, got to really explore and see, and then I did a master's program up in Boston, and that really sparked my interest in research, which is what I'm hoping to continue throughout my career. So, I've done a couple research years, one at Wake Forest University. And then for the last four years now, I've worked at Johns Hopkins All Children's in a couple of different capacities, mainly as a research assistant, doing lots of clinical work. And then also um, throughout school, I've been juggling this research work with my school load as well. So after a couple of years of research, I started school at the uh, Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine in Sarasota, Florida, and have been chugging along through that finished up my third year and now I'm taking a year off to do um some basic science lab research along with some clinical work as well so that was probably more than you bargained for an answer no that's,
0: that's perfect, perfect. In terms that's of my literally perfect here,
1: that's the winding road that I've taken to get to this point
0: yeah no that's perfect I mean I feel like like you said everyone's path is different and that's kind of the beauty I feel like of what I've seen in medical school is like everyone has such a different road to get to where they are and even while you're in medical school like your path is going to be different you're going to have different experiences and like that makes you I think that'll ultimately make you a well-rounded interesting physician who's like better able to empathize with their patients and stuff because like your patients are going to come from all different backgrounds all different you know life journeys so like you'll be able to empathize better so that's well, cool I
1: honestly like that and, and recognizing the effort other people have taken to get where they are Mm -hmm. just like you said everyone comes to med school with a different background different level of involvement or you know different um hurdles that they've had to face to get there so it really does make you appreciate everyone's different route and the multiple ways you can end up in medicine and how all-encompassing and welcoming it is to so many different people
0: right 100 percent i agree and i love that you mentioned your passion for research how did you like you said that you kind of you did like a little bit of research and like that's how you started getting into it like did. did you know uh, that you would uh, like it before
1: no not at all and so i did this master's program and one of the the second year of it you had to do like a research focus thesis mm-hmm. and through a friend of a friend i i found this spot with the anesthesiology group at wake forest and my job was to check to see if patients' nerve blocks were working. So every two hours, okay. I would get up throughout the night and go poke people in the leg with a needle and ask if they could feel it. And a lot of times they would say no, and I would apologize for waking them up and wow. then do it again two hours afterwards. So coming into research, I did a lot of the like grunt work,
0: mm-hmm. but through
1: that came just a different way to think. I really admired some of the the folks that I was working with they view medicine through this lens of like, well, how can we push things forward? How can we be different? How can we be forward thinking and continue to improve the way we practice for our patients? So for me, that speaks to kind of what I'm hoping to accomplish through my podcast is, you know, how are some folks looking at medicine differently? What makes people tick that they aren't okay with just, well, this is the checklist that I have for a patient who comes in who I think is septic. And then I'm just going to check the boxes and move forward to my next patient. Some folks will stop and think critically and say, well, how can I make this better, more efficient? And I think that through the background and research that I've had so far, that's what's given me that drive and that passion.
0: Mm -hmm. That's a really good like observation. I love that you mentioned like the, like applying it in clinical practice, like how um, kind of like having a creative mindset, like thinking outside the box is gonna help you when it comes to seeing patients because you're not just like seeing like a a checklist you're seeing a whole person with you know a whole experience and like it could be like just because something looks a certain way it doesn't mean that that's necessarily what it is and like we talk a lot about that actually like in our clinical cases and stuff like that because like as soon as we go through a case we see um you know um a patient will um have to come up with our differentials and then the the um, lab instructor is so excited to be like okay like are you sure like there's nothing else you know because <laughs> they want you to think outside the box and we're just like okay we're literally just like second semester third semester we don't know all we know is the checklist you know so <laughs>
1: that's well, imp- that's pain.
0: interesting one of the things that i was fortunate
1: to start on internal medicine for my third year of school in the clinic on the wards and um, the first attending I was with, he sat us all down and he said, All right, you've learned a lot about how patients should look when they come in and they're sick. Mm-hmm. That will never happen. Everyone <laughs> is always this weird Frankenstein of yeah. what you think should be going on. So that struck me because you're right, not everything is as it seems. And so coming in with this creative mindset, having that as a bit of a toolbox to use, tool mm-hmm. to use rather, is awesome. Right.
0: Because
1: you can say nothing is as it seems we're just going to figure it out as we go
0: exactly very cool i love that so yeah talking about that creative mindset you mentioned so how did you like first get into exploring creativity and like being creative especially because you have been like on this medical path so like how did you get into that that side of things
1: well i think thinking back i had always taken a creative slant and growing up, I did a lot of like photography competitions, but I never viewed myself as creative. I, mm-hmm. I was never a, a full-time or part-time photographer. It's just something that I got lucky at a couple times and right place, right time situation. And it really wasn't until COVID that I sat down and said, I've got to do something with my time. You know, I, I feel like <laughs> the, the perfect opportunity to explore something yeah. a little bit creative. So there wasn't really a big push. I mean, I think thinking back, I've always had super supportive parents. They've really allowed me to do whatever I thought I wanted to do at the time. Mm -hmm. So, in a lot of ways, that was a big drive creatively because I knew that there wasn't ever a boundary, but there was always a backstop. Like I was always able to fall back and say, okay, I'm going to be comfortable and safe, but (laughs) I should be able to push myself a little bit. And there were several things that just helped me kind of take the plunge to think a little bit more creatively just because I had the time to do
0: it. I love that. Wow. So then photography is kind of like your outlet in addition to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Wow. What kind of photography do you focus on? Well, what style? I had had done a lot of like
1: landscape-ish work, lots of nature work. I'm not... (laughs) That's, by no means is work own right Describe time. your portfolio. <laughs> I decided to take pictures of lakes, I guess is the, the best way to put it. But uh, no, we had a, a vacation house up in Tennessee that my family would go to pretty often. It just had this beautiful view and some mornings the fog would rise over the lake and it would be like, you know what? I think anybody with half of a brain could take a picture of this lake and make it look good. So I just mm-hmm. got lucky and it was, the opportunity so it wasn't my photography skills it was just the uh, uh the environment did a lot of the
0: work mm-hmm. okay i mean you'd be surprised some people <laughs> in their minds are like wow i can take this picture and then you know it's not quite professional or not quite so you know i think there's definitely talent there but that's really cool though i mean you have like the eye like you'd see you see it and you're like wow i want to like make this moment last like this beautiful moment like you're able to like stop and look and like pause and like that's a big part of creativity I feel like
1: you know as I'm thinking about it because you said you have the eye it makes me think that what I really appreciate even when like I'm listening to me I have a very eclectic music taste I think Mm -hmm. that I value is uniqueness so if something is unique and strikes me to take a picture or an artist has a unique sound um, I'm drawn to that and I feel like that also ties into research where we're looking Mm -hmm. for unique presentations, unique cases, patients who are doing things that we're not expecting. Um, So really, I think that that might be a better way to describe my creativity or how I pursue creative outlets is, Mm -hmm. is it unique amongst the field?
0: Right. That's really interesting. I like that crossover like that you did between like your research and creativity. That makes a lot of sense. And I like that a lot. So um, I think this might relate to how you started podcasting because you said that over COVID, like you wanted something to do with your time. Now, like how did you actually get into podcasting? Like how did you choose podcasting to be like your medium of exploring medicine and creativity? Like why not video? Why not um, like blogging? Like how did you choose podcasting?
1: Well, I think that we're in a bit of a podcast boom. So in a lot of ways, I just followed the crowd. But <laughs> yeah. I also think that it really came down to, it's a really weird documentary that I was watching and it had to do with chefs. And then I heard some commentary about it. One of these chefs, uh, he's a Michelin star chef from Chicago. I'm blanking on his name now, but he was talking about the fact that he cooks new meals for people that come in to eat there. All the time. He's constantly changing his menu. And they were asking him, you know, why why would you change all the food you're cooking when the majority of the people coming in are new? You know, nobody's coming back week after week after week. Why would you just if it's yeah. the best of their life, why change things? He said, the day that I just make the same menu, make a greatest hits album is the day that my creativity dies. And that sparked this interest of like, oh, well, that's the same thing in medicine the day that we just keep treating the same patients the same ways and never think to treat people differently or to try and expand. Mm -hmm. It's the day that the field just kind of dies out. I mean, we're not going to be doing anything different. We're no different than just following cookbooks and recipes. So I think that the way that I got into all of this was through watching a documentary, but also in recognizing some of the attendings I was working with would be really valuable guests to interview folks that I wanted to learn from. And then I mm-hmm. felt like should share or could share their wisdom with other people. So I don't know that that answered your question in a very eloquent way, but <laughs> at the same time, I think that that's the beauty of podcasting where yeah. if I was blogging. I'd have to write this whole big long thing and then cut it all out to very succinct words. But yeah, in these long form podcasts or interviews, you can just kind of talk in circles and, somebody makes sense of it somewhere
0: eventually yeah exactly Exactly. I love that and I think that makes a lot of sense because um uh like that you were inspired by like wanting to interview people around you like having conversations and everything like that is very much what I love about podcasting too is like that it's so real and there isn't you, you know there's only so much editing that you can do like you're having to have like that conversation with someone else or even just you talking by yourself. Um, I feel like things come out and like things are exposed and like you just like reveal, people reveal things that maybe they wouldn't have thought to even think about or say out loud and like you're able to learn so much in that time. And so I I like that you were able to like be inspired by people that you wanted to interview and like get to know more of their perspective and have them share their wisdom and everything. I think that makes a lot of sense especially because you're always looking for the unique, like uniqueness. So that makes a lot of sense. And plus at
1: the end of the day, this is about as basic a form of communication as you can get. I mean, two Mm -hmm. people sitting down talking to one another is a tale as old as time. I mean, and it also speaks to how physicians should be interacting with their patients. You should be willing to sit and talk and learn from each other and, and move forward together as a team. So, that's something that I also really value in this. And just like you'd said, I mean, people's true colors come out when you're talking to one another. Yeah, so that's a huge advantage doing something like this,
0: right? You're able to see them face to face, like over zoom or in person, um, obviously over zoom because of COVID and, yeah. and you know, distance reasons. But yeah, like you're able to actually see someone right in front of you. And like talk presently and it's yeah it's just a it's a different feel it's it's very human it's very human and that's um what medicine is all about so i think that that relates awesome well you've interviewed a lot of people who are a lot of medical professionals um or full-time physicians who are like entrepreneurs or like who have research or have like some sort of side hustle you interviewed one medical student who's like a vlogger or like a YouTuber as well. And like, I just feel like you've learned so much and you've been able to share so much. So what are some things that you've learned so far from the interviews that you have that like that kind of stand out to you and maybe are like, um, the same across the board, like something that like all of these medical professionals kind of all talk about, or maybe something that just stood out to you that you feel like everyone needs to hear everyone who's a medical student. Um, who also has like a creative um, outlet or uh, love for creativity should I hear.
1: Yeah. I think that if there was a common thread between all of them, which I hope there is, it feels like the biggest thing that I took away from all of those conversations was there has to be just a moment where you start. Mm. I think a lot of times we get in our own way of saying, well, what if it goes wrong here? What if it doesn't turn out the way I want it to, but everyone that I've talked to so far, they all share those fears. It's a, it's not a unique feeling amongst someone. Everyone doesn't like to talk about it, but as soon as you're willing to take the first step, or to, you know, be willing to put yourself out there, it's immensely rewarding. So everyone that I had talked to, one definitely said that starting was the hardest part, but ended up being the most rewarding. And then I think. It also comes back to everyone that I've interviewed had really good mentors. So they were able to identify people that allowed those creative pursuits, creative ideas to grow and to foster this sense of creativity, which turned out to be super helpful. And I think that's the biggest thing that I hope to take away as well is like, you've got to be willing to, Lee Ponsky, one of the guys that I interviewed, uh, he's a urologist up in Cleveland, he said, you know, buying the microphone is half the battle. So <laughs> being able to do that, being able to just say, okay, well, this is what I want to do. Let me take the first step and then we'll just see where it goes. That definitely stuck with me. So I feel like that's the big takeaway that I hope people would get out of this. Is I'm if I can do it, I mean anybody can. I'm it's one of these things that just if you feel like something could drive you if you feel passionate about something or or you think there's something that
0: is worth sharing to other people just take the plunge I love that that is so true and it's so helpful because honestly I've talked about that a lot actually on the show so far like um I think one of the episodes was like um how do you get started like if you're not even sure what your creative passion is or like what how to like express yourself creatively and i just keep talking about you just have to kind of put yourself out there you have to start small um just start with like one thing like try one thing and then if that doesn't work then try something else because i feel like i've heard a lot and i felt a lot um myself like my own inner critic be like oh like i don't have time for this i don't have the energy for this i don't even know if this is gonna work like what's the point But I, um, I just feel like if you have this desire, if you have this interest, um, and if you, um, I was just talking to another one of my friends, actually, she was talking about how she wanted like a, like some sort of outlet. And she was like the, what was it that she was trying to do before? Was it working out? I don't know. She said that that wasn't working. She was trying to like paint more because she felt like she needed some sort of outlet outside of school. And I just was like, yeah, you just have to get started. Like you just have to, you know, um, you know, buy the paint, you know, start sketching, whatever it is that your outlet is, whatever it is that you love to do, just start, even if it's a little, um, bit of time every week, like, even if you can only give it like 20 minutes a week, or like, I don't, whatever the time, whatever it would be for you, like everyone is different, just like set aside that time and just have that time and just get started. So
1: I love that. Something that going off of that a little bit, I think a lot of times people feel the need to pursue something creative when really what they're wanting is something experiential. So oh. it, it's a weird comparison, but there's a, a group of comedians that does a sober October every year and they have different challenges. Sometimes they'll do like hot yoga. They'll do something that's different to try and challenge, to keep themselves accountable and, and, and challenge themselves. And last year, one of the things I wanted to do was um, new experiences, things I hadn't done before, so that somebody took you know, pilot flying lessons, uh, they went scuba diving, you know, shot archery, all sorts of weird things. And I tried to piece that together. COVID kind of got in the way a little bit. But one of the things <laughs> that I ended up doing was glass blowing. Never had any knack for it, never thought, I'd, hey, I should go try this. But it was something new, something I hadn't done that was. Something that got me out of my comfort zone. And I think a lot of times, if I had advice for someone who was looking to do something creative, something different, I mean, just finding like a tour to go on, going somewhere you haven't been, doing something you haven't done, going somewhere you haven't been can get you in this mindset of like, hey, I'm breaking out of the routine, I'm pushing myself. It doesn't have to be a product at the end of the day. Mm. It can just be something you do for yourself that ends up being super rewarding and super valuable.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I, I love that you said that because it's literally just the experience. It's not about like having a finished product at the end or like being able to record something and like post it somewhere, like just as long as you're enjoying the experience of it and you are like in that time that you have to do whatever it is, you're able to enjoy, you're able to like feel alive, like you're loving it, you're in the moment and you're able to be present, then that's what matters most is that you made the most of that time that you had. I love that. Absolutely. Very true. Well, that's great. Honestly, um, I think it's very admirable that you were able to like get into photography and get into podcasting. And um, at the same time, like, obviously be a full-time medical student and doing well doing your research right now currently right so you're doing research at the same time so that's a lot how do you you know what I'm about to ask like what are your tips for balancing for time management um keeping up with your studies and like with your work while also um, making the time that you need to make for yourself to be creative to you know take care of yourself etc
1: I wish I had good advice. This is probably a do as I say not as I do type answer because I um I'm following some advice from a guy that he gave a speech at our high school graduation and he said that you know you're all young, now's the time to burn the candle at both ends because you'll be wishing you did when you're older. And that's probably the wrong advice for someone trying to navigate and manage all these things because Self-care, being able to take care of yourself and, and take time for yourself is very important, and I probably should do a lot more of that. I think I've been willing to just sacrifice a lot, spend a lot of sleepless nights getting some stuff done, but really being able to fall back on something like this, while it seems like some extra work or extra layers on or hats on top of hats that people can wear, in a way... It's just enough to break the monotony or the routine of medical school, of studying, of just the constant grind that it really recharges me and it allows me to stay focused and and renewed. So I feel like if I had advice for someone to stay sane through all of it, it would be find something that recharges you, whether that's taking time for yourself, having a creative pursuit, um, taking solace and being a little bit better every day, whatever that is, just identify that and stick to it because that'll help you stay sane and happy through the process
0: right i love that and i love that you mentioned that um like the constant grind because it's so that's the thing about medical school and i guess medicine as a whole it's so constant like there's always something to do once you finish school you know once you finish your basic sciences you're taking steps and then you're doing your rotations, and then you're taking step again, you know, and like, and then you have your um, residency, and you have maybe fellowship, I don't know, or you go into practice. And it's just like one thing after the other, after the other, and you're constantly having to keep up with your studying, keeping, um, always reading, always learning, always researching, you know, research as well It's another constant thing there. So there's just so much to do in (laughs) so little time I wish we had more time in the day right but I love that you said um you talked about breaking up that um that constant grind with things that really recharge you and I think that's so important um that's why I love my creative passion that's why you know if you're a creative person like the thing that you do it's like it should be something enjoyable it should be something fun that should like um make you more excited for like to get up the next day like make you more excited for life and um Because you need that recharge, you need that refreshing and you don't want to do anything that's going to drain you even more. So 100%, I love that you mentioned that. And there will definitely be nights with less sleep than ideal, but you know, (laughs) at the end of the day, we do our best. (laughs) I
1: wish I could remember and give proper credit because this is one of the best analogies I've heard about medical school. Typically you hear about drinking Through a straw, a
0: fire hose. Right, the whole thing.
1: (laughs) Somebody else said that's really not it. It's it's like eating pancakes. Gosh, I wish I could. Oh
0: yes, I've heard this one before too.
1: Said, you know, all you have to do is eat three pancakes a day. Doesn't you can put chocolate on them. You can whatever you want, dress them up. Three pancakes a day, and he said it's not bad for the first week, couple weeks. But are you going to be willing months down the road to eat those same three pancakes? Because if they pile up, you've just got more to eat. They don't go away anywhere. And that's super accurate. Like you just have to be willing to, you know, deal with the the constant flow of information. So when you talked about something making you feel recharged, renewed, I think something else is being able to feel nervous, you know, feel excited. And mm-hmm. every time I, I've done a few of these now and before every single call, before every interview, I just get super nervous. And in a way that's a good thing because Otherwise it's like, all right, I'm going to go sit. it. I'm going to do my 20 world questions. I'm going to just, you know, make sure I get all my practice questions done and write my notes and map out all of the gram negative bacteria on a big whiteboard behind me. But, uh, but feeling nervous, feeling something is super good for you. I would imagine that's not a scientific statement, but at least in my mind, um, it's something
0: different and I really value that. Right. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Cause I mean, so often it's like other, like otherwise you might be in a constant state of like stress and like you have all that cortisol and it's like, you you need to um, find something that will, you know, give you like the good type of stress, not, like, not stress in like the, you know, in like a negative, negative way, but like stress in a way that like gets you going, gets you excited um you know get some adre- adrenaline pumping <laughs> but um not to the point that you're like anx- anxious and like um you know stressed out to the point that you're not able to focus or enjoy yourself so yeah i i agree with you i was also i'm also <laughs> i was also a little nervous before this call too and that's okay cuz um great. i've heard that like if you get nervous before something it means that you care about it and like that means that you're not like over it so that's a good thing that's so great yeah I like that okay well you've already given us so much and I feel like I've learned so much just from talking to you but I want to know like what's your favorite part about being I guess I think we have talked about this a little bit but like what's your favorite part would you say about being creative and being in the medical field because at first glance they seem so opposing like I think all my life I used to think that like science was so like rigid and like so uncreative and like the opposite of creativity. And I've learned, I've since learned that it's like where so much creativity happens is in this field of science and medicine. So how do you, I guess, what would you say is like the best part about kind of enjoying the best of both worlds? I think that
1: because of this, And because I've either thought about or talked about creativity, it's allowed me to sit and take a step back when I'm sitting with patients or when I'm presenting patients or or thinking within the like medical lens. Um, Mm -hmm. It's really rewarding to be able to look at this and say, well, what could be done differently? Or what are we not thinking about? Or how would I approach this if I didn't know what the typical protocol would be. And in a way that's led me to really think about everything differently and appreciate the, like the true science of medicine, because everyone has had that thought, the pioneers of the medical field have had that thought at one point, which is really cool. And I think I've been able to appreciate that because it would get really boring really fast if it was like, Oh, this is what you have. This is what you take for it. Next person. This is what you have. This is what you, you know, right. Being able to have that moment or that time to pause and say, well, what else could this be? What else could we be thinking about? And a lot of that goes back to my preclinical time, just like yourself with this, you know, team-based, problem-based learning. It gives you that space to sit and think about other diagnoses, you know, or think about how we got to the point that we are. And so that's been really cool. I think that's, I, I, probably overthinking it a little bit, but that's at least what I really have appreciated out of all this.
0: Yeah. I I think that's a really good way to put it. And at the end of the day, it's almost like that's kind of like the best thing that you could get from it, from being creative and being while, while you're in medicine is that like how it translates to how you interact with your patients and how it translates to um, your clinical practice and it allows you to be the best physician you can be. It allows you to be a better clinician and a better listener, a better human really as a whole, because creativity is so human and medicine is all about humans. so it's, they relate in so, in so many, so many more ways than um, maybe we're brought up to think in society. And so I love that you brought that up and that you made that connection there. Even
1: seeing the humanity in your patients, you know, if you just have been, thinking about or talking to someone who's a singer or who's a painter or photographer, your patients are probably going to be singers or painters or photographers. And so being able to say, Hey, I have colleagues that do the same thing or tell me about it because that's something that I enjoy or am passionate about. That is what it's all about. Really. I mean, I, there's no better way to feel like you're making an impact than realizing that that is a person sitting in front of you that can be helped and needs your help
0: right i love that and it's so it makes you so relatable makes you so relatable and makes you see the person like the patient as a whole person like like we said before so yeah that's great i mean you've given us a lot of advice i was gonna you know my last question that i i wanted to ask you is just like if you had like one piece of advice for a medical student this podcast is mainly for medical students but also I I like to speak to like grad students as well, people who are in law school, grad grad programs that are just like rigorous, um, similarly to medicine, even though it's very different field, but also that same kind of rigorous um, school student life that, but they also wanna balance creativity. So, you know, just speaking to students as a whole um, who have this creative passion, do you have just like one word of advice um, that you think that they need to take into consideration to close us off?
1: My advice for stressed out people. Is what <laughs> at, actually. So Basically. I'm probably going to plagiarize a little bit and steal some advice from Lee Pomsky, who I'd interviewed prior, because I think it's so valuable. And when he said buy the microphone, I mean, that's something that I think everyone will first find your microphone, you know, whatever that <laughs> is, whether it's painting, drawing, martial arts, whatever that may be. If it's something that gets you out of your comfort zone, something that will make you feel, just take whatever the first small step is. And then from there, things get tremendously easier and more rewarding and valuable. So that would be my advice is find your microphone and buy your microphone.
0: I love that. That's so kind and such generous advice. Just to close this off I just feel like you've been very motivating you've been so encouraging so thank you so much for giving that to us giving that to all of our listeners I really appreciate you being here Austin and I just hope that you um like as you continue on with your medical journey with research and in uh your um well eventually your residency and everything that as you keep up with your creativity and everything that you just continue to succeed and continue to thrive as you balance both. And I know you're going to be a great physician. Just from talking to you, I can tell you're going to be an amazing physician. You're such a good listener. You're so good at explaining things and breaking things down. So thank you for sharing with us.
1: Well I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And I could echo all that to you and the work you're doing. I mean your podcast is really inspirational and amazing and I definitely have benefited from it. So I'm sure you hear it a lot, but from one listener, thank you. I really appreciate all that you're doing.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Creatively by Estelle. I hope you feel encouraged by today's episode as you start this week. And if you have a moment, I would love for you to just share this episode with a friend if you liked it or with someone who you think this could be encouraging to. It would really help this show. Also, if you really loved this episode, if you wouldn't mind going to Apple Podcasts and leaving a review and rating this show, it would really help us reach more more people through this show and grow our Creatively community. All right. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week.